I, I, we're in a series at our church um, I didn't even know. And if you came on a Sunday here, you'd see more tattoos. And, and there's just people who don't, they just didn't know Christ. I got a guy in my small group that tattooed from the top of his head. You may see him when you come in. He's a cool guy. And so um, they don't understand the Holy Spirit. They just don't. And so we're in a series I didn't even know. And that's when Paul went to uh, Apollos, was teaching. And he went there and he said, have you been filled with the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said, we didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit, right? And so we're in the series. And so I, um, I'll title it for you guys, We Are Pentecostal. And I'll tell you why I'm doing that, okay? I'll, I'll you know, we do two services. We do 9, 30, and 11, 15. And I leave and go eat or whatever and and sometimes I'll go, oh, I forgot something in the green room, so I'll run in. And I came in right at when you were starting, and Dallas is screaming at the top of his lungs, We are Pentecostal! We are Pentecostal! I'm like, all right. Love it. All right, so let me pray. I promise I won't speak long, and I'm probably a lot different than Pastor Dallas is, is, is speaking. I'm, I'm, I think I'm different. And so, um, probably, maybe not. You're way better. So, all right, Lord, so thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for Pastor Dallas. Thank you for Holly. Thank you for the kids. Thank you for family. Thank you for everybody who's, who's stuck through a difficult season and, and different buildings and not in the theater and not in the school and now here at 3 o'clock on a Sunday. So, Lord, as we get into your word, help us to do what it says in James 1.21. That we receive with meekness your engrafted word. That we do what Psalm 119, uh, uh, 11 says. That we hide your word in our heart that we might not sin against you. Psalm 119, 105. We make your word a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. Then back to James 1, We will leave here and be doers of your word and not hearers only so we don't walk in deception. So be with us. Help us to get into your word. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I'm going to start off real encouraging, okay? I'm going to encourage you, really encourage you. Um, inflation is over 7%, 7.5%. You encouraged? Okay. Crime is up. Gas prices are around here, 325. Um, I was in Florida fishing. They were 350. Somebody sent me a picture of California. They're pushing five bucks. Um, suicide right now is a, is the highest between girls, with girls 13 to 18 years old. Drug addiction is at, at a high level. We're wondering about um, Russia invading Ukraine, all of these things going on. Then you throw COVID in there. Then you throw politics. Then you throw race. And it's like, will it ever end? It's just like stacking it, stacking it, stacking it, stacking it, right? And I had a friend who's a pastor. He used to work here, and he went, and we blessed him to start a church. He called me. Six months ago, and he said, he said, um, I said, what's up? He told me I could say his name. His name's Gary. I said, what's up, Gary? I call him G. I said, what's up, G? He said, I, I don't know if I can take it anymore. I don't, I want to disappear and nobody find me. He said, I went home and my wife was telling me all the things I needed to do at the church. And he said, I told her, say one more thing and I'm leaving and you will never see me again. 1,500 pastors are quitting a month. 
Did you know that, Pastor Dallas? 1,500 pastors are quitting a month because of the pressure. But it's not just pastors who are feeling the pressure. It's people who are feeling the pressure. Anybody in here, you're just like right now going, whoa, I feel the pressure. Let me see your hand. I feel the pressure. Okay, so um, so we said we are Pentecostal. I'm going to kind of bring this all around. We are Pentecostal. So what does Pentecost mean? What does Pentecost mean? What does Pentecost mean? Okay. Or, or uh, what does Pentecost have to do with being Pentecostal? We're Pentecostal. All right, let me, let me give you a scripture, and we'll get to that in a minute. John 16, 7. Will it go on the overhead? <laughs> I just had to throw it in. I say LED screen. Okay, I bet he won't say overhead anymore, will you? Okay, look, look, now look, look, listen. Jesus said, I got to go away, guys, and I'm going away for a reason. If I don't go away, the advocate won't come. So I'm going away. So, in fact, it's best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. The advocate, the Holy Spirit. Uh, Maybe other translations say comforter. Maybe you have a different Bible, and it says comforter. Okay, let me tell you what advocate is, and I think this will go on the screen too. Parakletos, you may have taught this. Parakletos, now now look, look. Called to one side, called to one's aid, a helper, aider, assistant, someone who gives help in the time of need. So we say, hey, we're Pentecostal. What's that mean? That means I have somebody living inside of me that when I go through difficulty, he's going to come alongside and help me go through what I'm going through. Amen? Amen? Okay, so look. So um, uh, I, I was in student ministry in West Palm Beach, Florida, and I lived in Michigan. I grew up in Michigan. I didn't understand tides. I thought like 5 o'clock tonight, tide's going out, 5 o'clock tomorrow morning's coming back. Will it adjust? So um, I've seen people pull their boat up and the water's too short, uh, shallow. The tide goes out, the boat's stuck. And now they're shoving on it, 15, 20 guys like, ah, trying to get the, you, you couldn't pull, pull it off of that uh, sandbar with a, with a truck. But here's what happens, gang. Here's what happens. When that tide comes in, I don't need 55 people. I can push it with my two fingers. And that's what the advocate, the Paracletos, does. Man, when I feel like my boat is stuck, he comes in like a flood and just makes things go better than they could have, could have done. All right, so, so let, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about, let me ask you this, ask this question. What is Pentecost? If we say we're Pentecostal, what is Pentecost? Let me explain, because you may not even know this. I know my church doesn't. Most of them don't know what that means, and maybe you don't. So there's cultural definition. There's denominational definition. I grew up Pentecostal. I grew up Pentecostal. I grew up, this is still a church of God? I grew up, hey man, yeah, I grew up church of God. This is a non-denominational church. I grew up church of God. So there's cultural, there's denominational but there's biblical, all right? So I have a men's group. We meet every Friday at 7 o'clock out there. And there are guys in there, they're half saved. They just, they don't, I mean, I'm telling you, they're just coming to Christ. They're not, you can't be half saved. They're all the way, but, but still struggling. 
I'll tell you, I'll tell you how the group, uh, there's a guy in my group, and I can't tell you the whole thing, but I said, um, I said, uh, listen, guys, you need to move from being in the milk of the word to the meat of the word. You need to grow up in Christ and stop being on the milk of the word. And the dude says, his name's Bill, said, well, I don't read the Bible. And I said, then what should you do, Bill? If you want to move from the milk of the word to the meat of the word, you don't read the word, what should you do? And he said, well, I guess I should read the blankety-blank Bible and said some cuss words. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he said. So um, that's the kind of guys I'm hanging around. So I asked them on Friday, I said, so what does Pentecost mean to you? What does Pentecostal mean to you? The first guy, he's a motorcycle guy, the dude that's tatted from head to toe, he said, swinging from the chandeliers. That's what he said. Then it went to um, uh, grow your hair out long, you got to wear a bun, went to speak in tongues, said all these things. You can't wear, you can't wear pants, you have to wear a dress, and all, all of those things. And that's what people think Pentecostal is, don't they? I just, there's four girls, I just went to lunch with them, uh, my wife and I, and when you see them, you go, they look Pentecostal. And I asked them, I said, are you Pentecostal? They're like, no, we're holiness. I said, okay. Um, but when I looked at him, I thought Pentecostal. So look, let me tell you what Pentecost is, all right? You guys, you guys with me? I told you I'm different than Pastor Dallas. Acts 2, 1 through 4. On the day of what? All the believers were together, meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of mighty windstorm. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames of tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues or other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them the ability. So you go back to the very top. It said, and when the day of what? Pentecost. And when the day of Pentecost came. What does that word mean? What does it mean? I heard you say it, Pastor Dallas. There's, there's three uh, festivals in Israel. One is the, the, uh, the, the festival of shelters. Then there's Passover. Then there's Pentecost. Do you remember what Passover is? Passover is when the children of Israel were in Egypt. I know, I know this sounds real basic, but I have to talk like this to our church. Real basic, I'm telling you. There were ten plagues, which is testing. Pharaoh said, I'm not letting them go. Moses said, all right, this is the last plague. If you don't let these people go, the death angel is going to come over and, and kill the firstborn son of every household, everybody, even the children of Israel. So he went back to them and he said, hey, guys, here's what you have to do. You have to kill a lamb, dip hyssop in it, and put it over the doorpost of your house and let everybody be inside of there. Well, how many know that the Old Testament is revealed in the new, and the new is concealed in the old. It's a type and a shadow. That's the blood of Jesus Christ over my house. And so that death angel passed over their house. Fifty days later was Pentecost. What happened on Pentecost? The law was given. So you flip forward to the New Testament. Now we're in the new. What day did Jesus die on? Passover. Didn't he celebrate the Passover feast with his guys? Passover, 50 days later, was Pentecost. Penta, 
Pastor Dallas already said that. Penta is five. Cost, costi is to the tenth power. Pentecost just means 50th. That's all it means. That's all that means. So I'm not, I'm not taking away from Pentecost. I'm just telling, telling us what it means. We are Pentecostal. We are Pentecostal. I believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I believe in the gifts of the Spirit. But here's the question. Is he for today? Okay, I know all you guys are going to say yes. My church system looks at me like, I don't know, tell me. So 17, uh, 25 years ago we started this church. We've been in 17 buildings. I told Pastor Dallas, bills come due, we leave. That's how it works. We just move, man, go somewhere else. And we've been, we were across the street in the corner. We, we grew and we're making so much noise having church. We had two different buildings, and in between us was I uh, uh, doctor place, and on the other side was Subway. And they complained so much, they evicted us. Evicted us. And I said, all right, I'm fine with that. Just give us our deposit back, and we're out of here. 15 bill, 17 bill. So a guy walks in that front door, and, and I think I'm the only one in church. It was a midweek, and he walks up to me, and he goes, he says, What's going on? What's going on here? You guys are growing, and and things are happening. We do a lot of things in the community, feeding people, and, and you know all kinds of things. And he said, I just want to know what's going on. How's it happening? Give me the secret. I'm like, I don't know. I really don't know. If I could bottle that, you know, you know what I'm saying, I'd sell it and be a gazillionaire. Because I don't know. I'm not smart enough to do this. Dale Kane will tell you I'm not smart enough to do this. But I do call that an LED screen and not an overhead. Okay. He says, what's going on? I said, I don't know. We're experiencing growth. We're seeing great things happen. He says, okay, answer this. Do you believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Do you believe in the, in the gifts of the Spirit? I said, absolutely I do. And he said, well, I don't. Okay. That's like, that's, no, that's like... For him to go, well, I don't. That's like me hopping in a Volkswagen Beetle. You know what those are? Engine in the back. They sound like that. Pulling up next to a Bugatti. Do you know what a Bugatti is? How many know what a Who doesn't know what a Bugatti is? Okay. Oh, you don't know what a Bugatti is? Oh, yeah. You need to watch a Bugatti. They, 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 1,300 horsepower in that engine. And I pull up, and there's a Bugatti, and I'm in my Volkswagen, and I roll the window down. He looks at me, I go, he's like, seriously, dude? And the light changes, and boom, it can go zero to infinity in like three seconds. It can go almost 300 miles an hour. It's built to do that fast. And, and he's like blowing my doors off, and he pulls over, and I pull over. I'm like, oh, my gosh, how do you go so fast? He said, well, this has 12 cylinders, and it's got a blower on, and it blows fuel in. It makes it go faster. And I say, well, I don't believe in 12 cylinders, and I don't believe in blowers on cars. He's like, all right, we'll keep driving slow. <laughs> right? We believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. Is he for today? Yes, he is. Acts 2.16 will give you scripture. So we have to have scripture. Acts 2.16 through 17. Know what you see is it was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. Okay, so what's happening? Apostle Peter, who 50 days before this day denied that he knew Jesus. 
Now, 50 days later, he's preaching the gospel. And, and at the end of this, 3,000 people are saved. They think they're drunk. He said, no, this isn't what you're thinking. This is prophesied by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon what? All people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. And upon my servants and handmaids, I'll pour out my spirit. We are part of the all. So we believe the Holy Spirit is for today. Acts 2.39, and Peter keeps preaching. For this promise, this promise of the Holy Spirit is to you, your children, and to all who are what? Afar off. Afar off. That's us. As many as the Lord will call. So um, the first part said in the last days. How many think we are in the last days? How many think we're in the last days? Come on. Okay. And let me just say this. How many think we're in the last days? We're closer here than we were when I said it right here. Every day we're closer. So these are the last days. He wants to pour out so it he is for today. Now, we are Pentecostal. I want you to listen to me real close. This may rock your world a little bit, but I want us to get this. I want us to listen. Listen to me real close. Focus on the giver and not the gift. Because I grew up in Pentecost, and I think I'm speaking to the right. It was, it was, the focus was, so Acts 1, 8, and you shall receive power. Yeah, you're going to get power. Yeah, well, I want power. I want power to be witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and even under the uttermost parts of the world. And, and, it, and, it, and it became, please listen, you probably won't ever, you may want to switch churches after I say this. It was all about speaking in tongues. And I pray in the Spirit. I do. I pray in the Spirit. But that's what, it, it became all about what gifts He'll give me instead of who the giver is. So, um, there's a green room back there, and back there, there are um, donuts, and it's in this little, we have two bags of them usually, and they're, they're about that big, and they are coconut. You got, any guys eat these? Anybody in the green, you eat them? Oh, they're good, aren't they? So, so these little kids, our student pastors sit there, and their little kids come up, and they call me Papa Doug. They say, Papa Doug, are there any donuts left in the back room? I said, come on, let's go check. I took a couple kids this morning after second service. We went back, and I, I got a bowl out. They said, Papa Doug. And I'll, I'll get the bowl, put two donuts in it. And this morning I said, get, grab a handful of M&Ms, put them in there. And I say, now, now don't eat those till Mom and Dad say you can eat them, okay? Like that. And, it, and the, they all do it. They're coming up to me, Papa Doug, all the youth pastors get Papa Doug, are there donuts left back there? And I, you know, I have a, I have a Ford F-150 in the back, 2018. It's labeled, got big tires on it. So I went fishing uh, a week ago, and I called my middle grandson. I said, hey, Kale, you want to drive my truck while I'm gone? I'm going to be gone seven days. You want to drive my truck? He said, oh, man, Papa, you're going to let me drive that Ford while I'm? I said, yeah, come, come get it. Just, you know, be careful in the snow. It's light to us aluminum my other grandson my oldest grandson was at the house he said he said papa do you have your will done and i said well i did it a while ago i'm probably going to redo it and he said when you redo it will you leave that 30-06 to me and i said well, we'll see 
who gets what. I don't want, please listen, I don't want these kids to be looking at me, these little kids who call me Papa Doug, as the donut man. And I don't want my grandsons to look at me as the gun giver and the truck loaner. I want them to look at me as Papa, as Papa that loves you and cares about you and, and wants to be in your life. So we focus on the gift and not the giver. And so um, let, me, let me just share this. And, and I'm, I'm telling you this is the truth. This is true. And my wife was sitting there this morning when I shared it. She almost threw a bottle of water at me. But it's, I said, ah, it's true. In our bedroom, on our bed, there's a comforter. And it's like she's got a, she's got a pillow thing. Do you have a pillow thing at your house? We have 47 of them on our bed, it feels like. I'll go to bed at 9 o'clock. I'll go, hey, I'm going to bed. I'm going to, I go to bed about 9 o'clock because I get up early. I go to bed. And I said, I'm going to bed. And I'm in there. She comes in 30 minutes later. She said, I thought you were going to bed. I said, I've been spending 30 minutes pulling pillows off this bed. She told me when we got this new comforter, she said, don't sit on that. And see those pillows that match the comforter? Don't use those either. How many husbands in here have been told that? Thank you. You feel my pain. We're in counseling. We need counseling. And she has a Bible study on Monday at 11 o'clock, and I'll have to leave. And I come home like, and they're still going. I said, and she's like, just go in the bedroom. I said, why? I can't sit on anything. Why would I go to the bedroom? It's for looks. It's for looks and not use. We have towels that we can't use, but company will come in and they can use them. We have dishes. We have dishes that are for looks and not use. You have dishes that are for looks and not? Huh? I'm preaching now, aren't I? Listen, we have, we have stuff that's for looks and not use. But let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit is for use and not looks. It's for use and not looks. He's our comforter. He's our, he's, our, uh, he's our advocate. So let me show you this. I'll show you this. And I have to take my shoes off for this. So I preached in my bare feet this morning, or my socks. Just do this. Super Bowl Sunday, we're at our youngest daughter's house watching the game. And she, this is hers right here. And my oldest daughter said, my feet are freezing. My feet are freezing. And my other daughter threw her this. And this is what she did. She went like that. <laughs> she did. She put it on like that. And she's sitting there. And uh, my, old, my youngest daughter said, you look like an elephant. <laughs> like that. Now, how many think this looks silly? Doesn't it? Well, you're going to put your groceries. You put your groceries there. What? That looks silly. And now look. If all we talk about is the gift and not the giver, it's like us walking around with this thing on. This way. Please listen. And people go, well, that's it? No. He's the paracletos. Let me, let me tell you the right way. He's the paracletos. Holly, will you come out and put this on right? This mic, I'm afraid to fall off. Put this on right. Do you have one of these? Oh, you'll want one after you put that on. 
How many have one of those in your house? Any guys have one of those in your house? You do? Okay. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, put the hood on. Now, please listen. Now, look. Just stay right there. Stay right there. I know it's funny. Stop coming closer. <laughs> you keep walking to me. I can't see you. There you go. I'm out here in the world. Listen, I'm out here in the world. I told my wife, I said, I do not know how people can live without God in their life, without the Holy Spirit, without the comforter who comes along. And I'm out here freezing. And you walk up, and I go, why are you so warm? Why are you feeling so? And you go, well, it's not me. It's, it's my comforter, my paracletos, my, my helper. Why are you so warm? I actually, I actually sat in staff. We have a chapel, and we were upstairs, and I went in a room, and we were in nursery, and I put some lamps around, and I taught this to our chapel, and I, I looked at a girl who, who had lived pretty crazy, and she happened to be in chapel, and I said, Leah, the enemy wants you back, doesn't he? He wants you back. And she started weeping. She started crying. I said, put that on. We're going to pray for you. We're just going to pray for you. And so I picked you on purpose. I picked you on purpose. Because I know he's on the front line. But nobody sees you praying for him. And seeing what he goes through. I'm telling you, yes, the Holy Spirit brings gifts. And I, yes, it's speaking in tongues. I'm telling you, when you're alone and you're feeling the heaviness of this, he's saying, Holly, listen, just let me, just let me minister to you because you need it too.